Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey now. Hey now. On last Friday's After Party Podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson, we answered your questions and revealed some information we probably shouldn't be discussing out loud. Go to bobseskashow.com and sign up to hear the After Party while supporting our completely independent podcast for just 10 bucks a month. Not only do you get lots of outrageous conversation about sex, drugs, politics, and rock and roll, but you also get the post-mortem shows for no extra charge, as well as access to our community blog where you can post your own articles. So go right now to bobseskashow.com or pay patreon.com slash bob show and subscribe why don't you thank you in advance and now let the cartoons begin broadcasting from resistance headquarters relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable never give up never surrender this is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com imagine rachel that you had one of the democratic nominees for 2020 uh on your show mm-hmm. And that person said, you know, why don't we ask China to back us? I hereby tonight ask China. That's right. And not only that, China, if you're listening, why don't you get Trump's tax returns? I'm sure our media would richly reward you. Now, according to the Mueller report, that is not conspiracy because it's done right out in the open. All of a sudden, the IRS offices are bombarded with incredibly sophisticated cyber tools looking for Trump's tax returns and then extracts them and then passes them to whatever the new WikiLeaks happens to be and they start being unraveled and disclosed. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you're going to let Russia get away with what they did and are still doing, according to Christopher Wray, the current FBI director who said that last week, They're in our election systems. We're worried about 2020, he said. So just saying that shows how absurd the situation we find ourselves in. Bob Seska! I don't know what we're yelling about! The Bob Seska Show! Yeah, she nailed it. Nailed it! From our nation's capital, it's Thursday, June 13, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Day 875 of the Trump crisis, getting more crisis-like every day. Day 37 of the constitutional crisis, 508 days until the 2020 presidential election, 
and we got to get rid of this music because we've got to bring him in. Back after two weeks, the God Ninja! Uh, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast on sexyliberal.com, from-the-bunker.com. Also, David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast. David, Jody, hi. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) So, David, we didn't have you last week, but we got to talk to Rocky Mountain Mike on the show, and that was fun. But So you were off uh, in Florida helping out a friend. Good job, good job. Thank you, Florida. Nice job. So you were yeah, playing. I was in Palm Beach. I was in Mar-a-Lago territory. It is the strangest place I think I've ever been. <laughs> so you there were near Mar-a-Lago. So huh? much money there. Yeah. And yeah. yet it's like that lady at the country club who's got like the perfect hair, no mm-hmm. roots, perfect little white tennis dress. And then you look at her feet and she's like in desperate need of a pedicure and her heels are all ashy. <laughs> like, but you know she's got more money than God, so nobody will say anything to her about it. That's Palm Springs in a nutshell. Sounds fun. Like it is. I mean, you really mean Palm strange. Beach, right? Palm Beach and Palm- Palm Springs Palm is Beach. not that yeah, dissimilar, though. Yeah, yeah. Palm Beach. God, I miss, yeah, I missed the cue on that one. Uh, Palm uh. Beach is just like, yeah. Hunter S. Thompson has a chapter about it in uh, his, I had to look and see which book it was, but he wrote about the Roxanne Pulitzer trial. Do you remember that craziness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't I it do. the Rum Diaries or something like that where he was in uh, Palm Beach? I think it was the wrong. He's like, there's no jails and no hospitals on yeah. Palm Beach. It's only across the bridge in the hillbilly town of West Palm Beach. Oh, I see. The, you know, the rich people are like, we have ways of handling these things. We uh. don't call the police. Aunt Susan goes walking down the middle of Sunrise Boulevard in her nighty, glassy-eyed from Thorazine. We don't call the doctor. We call, <laughs> you know... Right, right. It was speaking of doctors, you were kind of like you were playing doctor. Uh not not that yeah. kind of playing doctor, you sick fuckers. <laughs> I'm talking about you were literally Yeah, Ben was here in Athens, so I wasn't uh yeah, I wasn't <laughs> but, playing doctor with anybody. But you were helping out a friend with uh yes. so, some some wound care. We'll just put it, we'll just leave yeah. it at wound care. That sounds fun. Fun fun week, fun vacation for you. Wound <laughs> care. <laughs> Swabbing someone's wounds. That sounds like uh, just a great time. You know, when you're friends with somebody and they need your help and they've yeah. had you surgery, you go. You yeah, know, you go. We also go like, do it. You know, we had amazing food and we watched, like, we binge watched Killing Eve um, and we didn't do <laughs> anything with politics. Like, she would start about, she's like, oh my God, morning Joe. I'm like, shh, shh turn it off. <laughs> I'm on vacation, damn it. Now, do you have any wounds I can swab for you? <laughs> <laughs> so nice of you. you and you actually enjoy that stuff you actually enjoy caring for people's injuries and, I'm and a, incisions I've got a nursery streak a mile wide I should have been a doctor or some kind of maybe I'll go to PA school um, playing Dr. The, T-Rex playing the Doogie Howser theme you <laughs> are so crazy it's Doogie T-Rex that's me, man. Lab coat. All right, so T-Rex, next time I have any sort of plastic surgery, I'm going to fly you out here. That's okay. right. T-Rex, you know you what? I have no idea how hard it is to get a white lab coat for my tiny arms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could just you could just put that out there. You could actually uh, become sort of a post-plastic surgery consultant where you just go to people's houses. You're almost like hospice for plastic surgery where you just go my in. My friend and- who I was with, she was like, everybody needs a David in their recovery process. She's like, you've been so wonderful. You've kept my spirits up. But see, like my mom had work done and she was very frank about it. You yeah. Know? She, she was lie. like... I remember the post-surgical interval is very painful. Yeah. 
Um, and pain has a way of depressing the shit out of you. Right. Um, and, you know, there was just like a, why have I done this to myself? Oh, my God, it hurts. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I always feel sad and regretful after I watch an episode of uh, Vanderpump Rules. And so I imagine it's the same, <laughs> same kind of experience. So uh, I just want to give another plug here at the top of the show. That's for so wrong. <laughs> go, right now, go and vote for Stephanie Miller. She is nominated in the yes. Spoken Word category. Category for the radio fucking hall of fucking fame, what? which is just gigantic. Where's our music? Ah, there we go. Right, you have to go and vote for. I'm putting the link in the description, like always. Um, but you can also check out um, Stephanie Miller Show Facebook page. You can go to my Facebook page. You can go to Chris Lavoy's Facebook. You can go to Jody Hamilton's Facebook page, and you can find links to uh, where you go and vote. It's uh, the main site is www.insideradio.com. And then uh, you should be able to find the nominees from there. And then you can go and select and vote which ones you, you prefer, which is there should only be one. You just go there and you vote for Stephanie Miller. And if you can add her to any other categories, well, why the hell not? Go and do that, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So congratulations to the great Stephanie Miller. She's our queen. She's the master of the universe as far as we're concerned. And uh we're all just happy to be uh, orbiting around her bright, bright chocolatey center. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that even means. Actually, you know, she's a wine gum. She's one of those like liqueur-filled chocolates. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, know, you bite into it, and your mouth fills with brandy. We're all yeah. so, we're all orbiting around her bottle opener. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we're just, there we what's go. going on. We're drawn in by the gravitational force of her bottle opener. Okay, uh, you know that sounds once again weirdly sexual, not intentional, uh -huh. completely unintentionally. Uh, <laughs> a sexual reference there right there. There it is, Bob. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, so, okay, now I imagine everyone's going, shut the fuck up, Goth Ninjas, and, and Bob, start talking about this fucking Trump thing from last night. Oh, God. This ABC News uh, bombshell where, once again, a reporter asks Trump a question, and then Trump stupidly just blurts whatever is coming out of his worm-infested brain and incriminates himself, uh, confesses that he would, in fact, take uh, assistance from a foreign government against his political opponents. Once and then gets snippy about it. Yeah, he gets <laughs> And he like, sticks his shit out. Like, and I do it again. You guys remember that 80s Frozen Galaja commercial? <laughs> like, there was that, like, knockoff brand yeah. of... Yeah. Ice cream that was like Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. And the woman's like, I ate all the frozen galaja. And at the end of the commercial, goes, and I do it again. <laughs> and it's just like, I regret nothing. Um, I mean, he really has just like, but yeah, part of me thinks he's like trying to kind of soften the ground for the fact that, yeah. He's he already done it. With Russia. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's, he's like, of course it's not wrong. I would do it again because it's not wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. It's not Nothing wrong. I know people are, pe I tweeted it at him and Speaker Pelosi today and they're like, what did he do wrong? And I keep just quoting it. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And he just said it. Quoting the law. Just right. quoting the law. He's, I'm like, here's the law. Right. He broke it. So he's talking about not going. He's like, like, why would I go to the FBI? Has anyone gone to the FBI? No one calls the FBI. Do they even have a phone number? I mean, he's basically... <laughs> rationalizing the idea of foreign right. interference in our election mm -hmm. and then going, it's not interference. So, of course, today... well, I have never called the FBI in my life. It's like, well, duh, you're a fucking crime boss. <laughs> right. For fuck's sake. I so, just... This I is... Back. Because this is another case where not only is he 
flaunting the idea of breaking the law. He's doing it proudly, and now all of his flying monkeys, or as he likes to say, all the people are now lining (laughs) up to defend this and therefore making it, at least in the eyes of 40% of the voting population, they're basically legalizing it. So every Republican from coast to coast now feels empowered to be able to do this. And you better believe that Bill Barr will not investigate a single fucking one of them, because Bill Barr would rather investigate the investigators. If the FBI gets word that Donald Trump accepted foreign help from Russia or or China, China. or anyone else, then the Bill Barr is not going to investigate the Trump campaign in that case. Bill Barr is going to investigate the FBI if the FBI decides to investigate the Trump campaign. I mean, that's where we are, and it is immensely dangerous. And for the Democrats to still today be uh, napping and equivocating and maybe non-committal about this is infuriating but before we before we get into all the analysis of uh, of the reaction to everything let's dive into the actual clip itself i've got it here it's important enough that we should play this on the show i know all of you uh you know you freak out when i play the sound of donald trump's voice this is so important (laughs) because this is historic this is criminal this is the erosion of our democracy and literally literally that it is the erosion of our democratic process all right, here's Donald yeah. Trump on ABC News last night. And first of all, he starts out getting really snippy about Don Jr. Um, just completely shocked that anyone would suggest that Don Jr. did something criminal, including Don Jr. himself, who confessed to it by releasing his emails and his text messages with Rob Goldstone. But that's a whole other thing. Your son, Don Jr., is up before the Senate Intelligence Committee today. And again, he was not charged with anything. In retrospect, though, By the way, think- not only wasn't he charged, if you read it, with all of the horrible fake news. I mean, I was reading that my son was going to go to jail. This is a good young man. No, he's not. He was going to go to jail. And then the jail. He's going to go to jail. (laughs) I just want to say, when I was seven years old, the bully, the playground bully, whose name was James Hager, pushed me off the top of the slide and I hit my head on the concrete and I blacked out for a minute and I didn't know where I was when I came to and I think I might have had a little mini concussion but I experienced that new every time that fucker opens his mouth yeah you know it's like my head's being bounced off the concrete again I'm seeing it's just like I feel like verifiably dumber every yeah. time I have to listen to him speak. And James Hager was your uh, childhood bully? See, that, that sounds like a bully's name. Like, my bully as a kid was named uh, uh, Robbie Speckard. I mean, there's no better... Speckard, yeah, see? I mean, it's Absolutely like the producer no of your life would be like, sorry, to you on the news. you got to change his name. <laughs> And they didn't even say, they, they hardly even talked about it. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't bring their you shoes would, and their want, glasses you, with them. You would, you want, you want, you, you, you want, you want, you want, you can do so, yeah. you, you do, you can. <laughs> I love that kid. I bought I bought one of firecrackers from the that was left over from the Fourth of July, and I blew one off in my hand. That's I just now Trump is becoming like old Saul Rosenberg. If Saul Rosenberg, the character from the Jerky Boys, was really really old, then it would be, of course, Donald Trump. You start with Saul Rosenberg. Yeah, I want to bring all of my shoes and my glasses with me, so I have them, and then you de-age him, and you so you get up to like age whatever Trump is, ninety eight. I want to bring all of my shoes and my glasses with me, so I have them. See that, and it works perfectly that way, doesn't it? And my wigs and, my- and 
my, I, I need think to, Trump is really only about ten years old. He came out of a vat, <laughs> and he's been implanted collectively into our collective unconscious, like the YouTube yeah. album we didn't buy on our iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> God, right, right. Gotta forget about that. All right, let's get back to this here. Yeah, this is a good young man that he was going to go to jail. jail. And then the report comes out, and they didn't even say, they, they hardly even talked to him. They didn't what, he didn't what? When he got that email. Okay, let's put yourself in a position. You're a congressman. Somebody comes up and says, hey, I have information on your opponent. Do you call the FBI? I don't think, I mean, from I'll tell you what, you do. I've seen a lot of things over my life. I don't think in my whole life I've ever called the FBI. I don't think. In my whole life. I don't, you don't call the FBI. You, don't you call throw somebody FBI. out of your... You know, I know so many Trump supporters who use this exact kind of reasoning. Like, what's wrong with it? I, why, why are you saying this is wrong? <laughs> I'm just like, oh my so, God. It's like a cross between Dawn of the Dead and Cocoon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you too? You got a boner too? Yeah. They my just God. keep coming. Like, ugh. You too? Uh. You got foreign interference from Russia too? That's, I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm doing my Don Amici from a Cocoon voice right there. So... Yeah, I mean, it totally is. It absolutely is that. Your office, you do whatever Al you Al Gore got a stolen briefing book. He called the FBI. Well, that's different. A stolen briefing book. This isn't a stolen... This uh, is somebody emails that said... stolen. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's no different. What they're doing, Trump, you fucking idiot, is they're giving you stolen information. They're giving you information that was stolen from private email accounts mm-hmm. and private databases on down the line, things that were hacked into by definition, that is theft. And what he what is he thinking? That's like suddenly. It's po- not. That's the thing. Imagine a fuse box in your head with yeah. certain things that are just permanently blown out. <laughs> you know, or it's like the whole underwear gnomes thing. You know, it's like right, right. this happens and this happens, question mark, question mark. Profit. I mean, it's just yeah. like he's got these dead spots in his reasoning, but he knows how to exploit those seconds in TV time. Yeah. That, you know, to fill it up with noise mm. and make it sound like he's answering the question when he's not, in fact, answering the question. Or he's just like uh, repeating these incoherent. I mean, it's like I mean, his what, head what it, is like a whirlwind of Scrabble tiles and garbage, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, what is he trying to suggest? Like, oh, shit, it's Kamala Harris voted for this thing before she voted against it. No, it's not going to be anything like that. What they're talking about, what this whole problem the the crisis with Russia, the crisis with foreign interference, foreign attacks on our democracy is stolen information. It's propaganda inserted into social media. On, I mean, we know the list of things, and he's acting dumb about it because he's trying to get away with it. He's trying to downplay what it actually is that he is getting. And I assure you, he is getting foreign information, foreign help for this coming up election. He has already received it. He has already talked to these foreign governments about, say, what, what can you do? What can you scratch my back? I'll scratch your back. And you can give me all of the information. Just give me a call and you can give me all of it. My shoes and my glasses. Give me that too. <sighs> so and you gave me so one of your in the shower for like 30 minutes so and just get those. a Silkwood wire. Yeah, we need a Silkwood in. soon. I know. We really, really do. All right, let's get back to it here. There's more. We have information, information. on your opponent. Oh, let me call the FBI. Give me a break. Life doesn't the work FBI that way. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That again, right there. I have, I have interacted with so many Trump supporters, and these are people who I know. Who would go, give me a break. No one calls the FBI. I mean, have you ever done that? No, of course not. You wouldn't do that because no one does it. Yeah, you know what? They do. No, they They do 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 it. it. Yes. 
It's McGovern this, did it. Al Gore just, did how it. How in the hell did we end up with the FBI being painted as this left-wing army of hippies? No shit. <laughs> I know. Like, it's so bizarre. I mean, there's like no more conservative wing of law enforcement, probably. Yeah. And I just like I can't. It's like when we've gotten here. Yeah. with it. it clearly something is inside out and very wrong but it's mm-hmm. just one of those things that's slipping away that people are just start, sort of normalizing like sarah kenzie or says yeah i mean again um, what's happening here uh is that donald trump is giving permission for every republican candidate from coast uh-huh. to coast e- down to the school board level if, if need be to get whatever information to blow off whatever laws they need to in order to win that is the example that he's setting that is the uh-huh. permission that he has tacitly expressing toward other uh, Republican candidates running in 2020 and that is what he's doing here including himself I mean he's also self-exonerating at this point he's saying it's fine and remember as Hillary Clinton uh, underscored when she talked about the uh, example of China and the Democrats asking China for help as just a metaphor uh, she also said that well remember in the Mueller report it says if you're doing it out in the open it's not illegal so Donald Trump doing this out in the open, at least according to Robert Mueller, is perfectly fine and dandy. Which is, I, I feel like we're... No, I... I, I, I know, I, I know like that's, that's wrong. That's how Mueller's reasoning hinges. I don't think here. Mueller thinks that. I think people are... Mueller uh, said we can't press charges because yeah. he is the president and he has to be able to answer to right. the charges in a court of law. Again, the idea was that if if it was out in the open, like Donald Trump saying that he fired James Comey because of because of the Russia thing, because it was out in the open, then, then it then, wasn't a crime. Then it wasn't a crime. Right. Right. That's just. I mean, am I wrong on that? I, I mean, is Hillary wrong on no, that? No, you're right. That's what, that's what I, Hillary I just, talks about in her example there, and that's that's where I'm drawing it from. I mean, I I have to go back to the Mueller report and see if it's it's literally in there, but I have no reason to doubt what uh, Hillary Clinton said in her example. Right. I mean, it's pretty hard and fast, and I th- I'm sure Rachel would have corrected her if uh, if that had been the case. But I and again, I, I don't know. I just I feel like right now. We are rudderless as a country. No one in leadership is standing up and saying, enough, enough. How many more occasions are we going to have to deal with this guy spouting off like this and admitting to his crimes, admitting to a series of crimes, not just in terms of criminal statutes, not just against the U.S. code. I mean, I'm talking about crimes against democracy, crimes against free elections in this country. If he's willing to allow, just give an open door policy for any foreign intelligence agency to interfere in our elections, which is exactly what he's doing. I mean, he can say, I mean, we're about to listen to him here say, no, it's not interference. It's not interference of any kind. Well, yes, it is interfered. They are expressly interfering if they are giving you information about your opponent. They are injecting themselves between Donald Trump and Donald Trump's would-be Democratic opponent, if they haven't already, and I'm sure they have. You know, it is just, it's infuriating, and I wish to God, and I, and I really try to holster this because I know Nancy Pelosi, by and large, knows what she's doing. She is one of the smartest Democrats in this country. She is the leader of the Democratic Party from coast to coast. She has been doing this a long time. She knows how to push legislation through. She knows how to take, a, she knows how to herd cats, and that's a huge positive check mark in her category but on this which is i think what she's doing right now by the way because there's 60 democrats in the house that are all for impeachment including my uh representative brad sherman he's been there since 2017 but i she's got 60 she needs at least 100 before i think Mm. she'll go forward and she knows how to whip votes and 
if they're, Steny Hoyer has to start helping her, <laughs> Nadler yeah. has to start helping her because we know he wants to do it. Maxine's got to start helping her. People have to start helping her that are in the house that have influence because without at least 100 representatives in the house, I don't think she's going to go for it. But I also think they might go for it, say, at the end of August. Yeah. And it's going to take until maybe right around the Republican convention to put the articles of impeachment to the Senate, who has to vote on it right before the election. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get the sense. (laughs) I mean, it's interesting that you brought up the timeline of of how this would all play out. Because I get the distinct sense that Nancy Pelosi is trying to run out the clock because she doesn't want to go down this road. She doesn't want to create an atmosphere in which we're uh, in impeachment hearings. She doesn't want to have impeach like whipping votes for and against impeachment and so on. The whole mayhem of of proceeding down this road, I, I think, to a certain extent, is terrifying to her, and she doesn't want to do it. And so, therefore, you the know, only I'm solution that, the only solution that she has is to let this drag out a little longer, okay? Because she was saying this morning, let's just wait for these this process to play out. She was doing that same thing again, where we have a process here and we're going to continue along the lines of this pro- process. But what are we going to do? Wait until after the election's over and then decide that, oh yeah, Trump, no. fuck, Trump broke the law by... By saying that he's going to do it, or he didn't even break. It's not a matter of breaking the law, even with this, because this, to me, this is a one of the maybe the primary impeachable offense at this point. Uh-huh. I mean, this should be at the top of the list. So th- maybe this doesn't rise to j- the threat of doing a crime like this. Doesn't necessarily rise to the level of actually committing the crime, but it's enough to impeach him. It's enough to say that yeah, mm-hmm. this president doesn't have his oath of office in mind. He is not preserving, protecting, and defending the Constitution, uh, nor the American people, for that matter. If he's throwing our elections into jeopardy, if he's inviting in hostile foreign powers, people who are enemies of the United States into our elections, he is violating his oath, and therefore it is impeachable. As it seems mm-hmm. to me as if uh, Nancy Pelosi's got to move on this now because the time is running out, and if he is, yeah. uh, if he gets reelected. Oh, my God. Good luck. I do think she's going to start at the end of the summer when people come back from their vacations, yeah. schools mm-hmm. and back in session. She'll be like late August, early September. I'm sorry, but he has forced us to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I saw her speak and I talked to her for just like two minutes tops at yeah. the Democratic Convention in 2012. We shook hands. I looked in her eyes. I saw her soul. No, um, I, I feel like Nancy Pelosi is a grid thinker. Like she's mm-hmm. constantly watching the numbers on the board. And if the numbers aren't there, she will not move. Yeah. Um, and she's constantly thinking in terms of the coalition, constantly thinking in terms of flipping seats. And for better or worse, that's just how her mind works. And in, yeah. like you were saying earlier, she's going to need at least 100 until the numbers start to tilt the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's going to, I think, and I think that Jody is right when she says that, you know, when fall comes, people are back to school. Everyone's got new notebooks and has a new fresh attention span. She's going to be like, let's start, you know, we've been forced to go down this road. We did not want to. I've laid a paper trail of saying that this was not my first recourse. Right. Yeah. Um, but it has risen to the level now so egregious that we must proceed. It's going to take at least eight or nine months. This is not Watergate. That was two months. This is way more complicated (sighs) than Watergate ever was. So it's going to take eight or nine months. I say, she's like, she's timed it. She's like, oh, it's going to take until July of 2020 Mm -hmm. when the Republican convention is happening. So everybody's going to be talking about the fact that we just delivered articles of impeachment to the Senate. 
Mm-hmm. We just we desperately mm-hmm. need leadership here. And I think if she we took do. if she took a leadership role on this, like she takes leadership <clears throat> roles when it comes to passing legislation, when it comes to, as I said, keeping the caucus together, voting mm-hmm. in one block, the herding mm-hmm. cats metaphor, where mm-hmm. she's able to easily do that. That's what her one of her main things is, that she can keep that entire caucus together. And that's because of her leadership ability. And she's not asserting herself when it comes to her leadership ability, when it comes to impeachment uh, proceedings. And I'm not talking about the actual vote. I'm talking about just transitioning from Judiciary Committee hearings to an actual impeachment inquiry, right. which I which I hesitate to say because I can't say the word inqu- inquiry. I have a... Tr- inquiry. I I, yeah, I have a really hard time with that. So if it actually happens, uh, watch for me to figure out another word to use in place of inquiry. <laughs> I, I don't do read it. Just say it. Just don't read it. Say it. In- inquiry. Inquiry. My, just my <laughs> mouth... I, I'm telling you, my mouth does not move like that. Let's Speaking of uh, speaking of weird mouths, yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of weird mouths, let's get back to Donald Trump here. Says, Give me a break. Life doesn't the work. The FBI that way. director says that's what should happen. The FBI director is wrong. Whoa. Your campaign no. this time around, if foreigners, if Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information, that's his FBI director. Reason. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. And remember, the FBI director said that if you hear from a foreign government presenting you with opposition research, presenting you with information against your opponent, you go to the FBI. You call the FBI yeah. and. Donald Trump's response was, the FBI director is wrong. (sighs) See, right there. Again, he's saying it is not illegal. That is perfectly legal to take foreign opposition research from a foreign intelligence agency. He's basically saying, come on over, Russian GRU. Come on over. Give me all. Give me everything you got. (laughs) He's softening the ground. Yeah. It's about to come out just good and hard. I mean, the evidence is all there on the table. Right. It's about to get even more vivid for the public. That the Russian government contacted his campaign through on multiple occasions through multiple people, and every time any one official asked them about it, they lied. Yeah, every yeah. time. If you're not doing something wrong, you don't spin an elaborate web of lies and draft false memos from Air Force One. So you know he's just basically saying there's nothing wrong with it, and mm-hmm. I would do it again because I've already done. You know, it's well, like I mean, first of all, Rudy Giuliani has already done that. Rudy Giuliani right. has already gone to Ukraine. In fact, he didn't wait for Ukraine to come to us, Rudy Giuliani went to Ukraine and actually solicited opposition research from uh, the Ukrainian government about Joe Biden. I mean, we know this. This is documented. I mean, uh, Rudy Giuliani has confessed to it. So this is shit that is already happening. So the fact that we know about that one indicates that, oh, well, that's smoke. There must be fire here somewhere. And and I'm sure we're going to find out at some point in the future, hopefully not after it's too late, that Donald Trump is doing the same shit. That Donald Trump Jr., all of his usual goons are fanned out, taking meetings with Russians, taking meetings with Chinese, taking meeting, even meetings with people the from Saudis. the from North Korea, the Saudis. Mm-hmm. You know, why do you think Donald Trump continues to be buddy-buddy with these guys? It's not just all about a, a big, uh, wet, sloppy love letter. Thank you for 2016. Now, this is about moving forward. This this is about re-election because Donald Trump knows more than anyone else that the only thing protecting Donald Trump from going to prison is the 2020 election. If he gets re-elected, yep. then, he, then he avoids prison at least for another four years where he can run out the statute of limitations. I think what we're talking about, seven years or something like that on the statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. His two terms would be eight years. I mean, for fuck's sake. I just, you know, Rudy Giuliani has, has just morphed into such a terrifying ghoul. Yeah. I kind of imagine him having like long, crazy Howard 
Howard Hughes fingernails now, like <laughs> like sort of like Nosferatu, yeah, the vampire, yeah. you know, like right? sort of Nosferudi, you know. <laughs> like I mean, he he really looks like Gary Oldman in that uh, Francis Ford Coppola Dracula movie. I mean, really, I expect him to sort of hiss at the camera sometimes. Like now we got a former New York mayor, Rudy Giuliani, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Bat boy Giuliani. Uh, let's play the rest of this uh, Trump clip. I got to talk about bugger all bomb to? here in a second. Yes, yes, we have to. I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing no. wrong with listening. Illegal. If somebody called yeah. from a country, Norway, Illegal. we have information on your Norway. Own. From a country, Norway. Norway. It's the only country okay. in Europe you can name. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think I'd want to hear it. You want that kind of interference no. in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. If I thought oh there was God. something wrong, I'd go maybe to the FBI. If I thought there was something wrong. But when somebody comes up with... Op- what does he mean by uh, if I thought there was well, something wrong? Well, he's just wrong. refuting everything he just said in the yeah. previous paragraph, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever passes for <laughs> paragraphs <laughs> in his head. Previous paragraph. The previous, like, burning building of words <laughs> that he just left behind... Um, with that, I would never go to the FBI. And now he's yeah. just like 30 seconds, not even that, later saying, well, if I thought that AI would go to the FBI. So he's like chummed the water now with yeah. two completely contradictory opinions in, le- you know, 180 degrees in less than 30 seconds. Right, right. So, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, he said he's going to listen, but then maybe he'll also go to the FBI. But he, he's already said, you know, I, I guess this is for the benefit of Fox News Channel, this little bit right here. I'll do both. Okay, so this way Rick Santorum can go on Fox News Channel and go, see, he said both. He would go to the yeah, FBI. What are you saying? Ah, oh, you liberals are nuts anyway. Yeah, it's just, oh, for fuck's sake, the gaslighting. It is, this is just absolutely historic in all the worst ways possible. I mean, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot believe that he actually went and did this. And I shouldn't be surprised at this point that Donald Trump just inadvertently blurts things that he shouldn't be blurting. But, you know, I should be grateful. He's loading the gun. He's going to Fifth Avenue. Whoever is out there will be shot. That's right. My friend, while we were in Florida, she was just like, what is going on in his mind? And I go to YouTube and I pull up. Some of you, you can do the search. Monkey washing a Siamese cat. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen that. I'm looking for it now. That's what's going on in his mind all the time. It's just on a constant loop, you know. Yeah. Except that he hates animals. But, you know, it's just like, it's just, it's like some kind of, um, Rube Goldberg machined like just this contraption of contradictions and you know he's he's chumming the water he's giving himself sound bites both ways so whichever way it's going in three months Fox News can go back to that interview and said even liberal George Stephanopoulos you know agreed with the president that he should go to the FBI you know and it's just uh. by the way they released another clip of Stephanopoulos' interview with Donald Trump, and it's a clip, I guess, that's meant to balance out the harshness of the first clip with Russia and everything. The second ABC for that. Yeah, the second clip is all about the new colors for Air Force One and how Donald Trump is feverishly working on developing the new color scheme for Air Force One. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes Very important. Yeah, very, very crucial for the running of the country. Very, very important, as Donald Trump (laughs) 
All right, let's talk about bugger off bug repellent at buggeroffbomb.com. It's a la- perfect last minute Father's Day gift. Bugger off bomb and yard work go hand in hand. So if dad loves to get out and mow the lawn in the summertime, maybe work on the barbecue, maybe weed whacking of some sort, some kind of whacking of weeds, uh, you got to make sure dad has some bugger off bomb to keep all the stinging uh, bugs and mosquitoes and flies away from them, certainly bees too. So, But if you yourself are tired of bug bites, you've come to the right spot. Bugger Off Bomb was created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague us every season. It's got straightforward ingredients, never anything toxic. It's easy to travel with in a little teeny tiny convenient tin that fits in your pocket. It's durable. It's not going to squirt out all over your luggage if you're taking it on vacation. I don't know why that was funny, but okay. I'll take I'll take the left. Thank you, Jody. <laughs> It makes squirting off just sounded funny. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm I'm loaded with double entendre today. What can I say? Yeah, sure. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> we'll slow in the uptake with that one, but okay. All right, it's made specifically for everyone. For example, fishermen, hikers, soccer moms, beachgoers, cruelty-free skincare enthusiasts, your Uncle Joe, your dad for when he's doing yard work, when he's out there slaving away over the lawn trying to keep it neat and trim. Have Bugger Off Bomb ready to go for all of your favorite people. It's free of nasty chemicals. It's DEET-free. It's kind of humans and the environment. It contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlers. Eucalyptus and citronella. It also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, basil, eucalyptus, and citronella essential oils. Also great on your barbecue, so Dad can actually smear it on your barbecued ribs there as he's wearing bugger off bomb on him. I'm kidding. No, don't put bugger off bomb on your food. It's probably not going to taste good. By the way, holy hell, it actually... <laughs> you weirdo. It actually smells... <laughs> It smells way better than any store-bought repellents. Bugger off smells clean and fresh. It won't stain your clothing. Plus, no more skeeter bites. Another line of defense against any insect-borne diseases, too. Just ten ninety-five at buggeroffbomb.com. That's B-U-G-G-E-R-O-F-F-B-A-L-M.com. Link in the description below. But use our promo code B-O-B-C for 15% off your entire order. Support this show by supporting Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug-free all summer long. Again, that's Bugger Off Bomb, www.buggeroffbomb.com, or just click the link on the podcast page. And take it away, Jody. Hey, this is Jody Hamilton, one of the Goth Ninjas. Host of the podcast from the bunker. If you enjoy this episode, and seriously, why would you not? It's amazing because yes. T-Rex and I are on it. <laughs> yes. So therefore, you'll love my show where every week I talk about anything that David and Sean want to talk about because I don't have any control. Uh, find it at sexyliberal.com and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts, including iHeartRadio, which is where you are now. Woo! Yay, iHeartRadio. The Bob <laughs> Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. Here we are once again with the scenic route. The song is called Class 5. I was waiting for the lyric to start there. That's why I paused a little bit. I love this album. I bought the entire damn album. Link in the description. Go. Go and buy it. Go and buy all of the music from our favorite indie bands here in the show. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit. Yeah, Canton, Ohio's own The Scenic Route. 
destruction The charity and the camera crews This feels like the same old story This feels oh, like man, the same old story Oh man, I love this so much! Alright. <clears throat> we can't have fun the whole show, so we're gonna... I like that. They're, they're very good. Really, really great. Can I make a confession? Okay. Sometimes I have a hard time listening there from the bunker... Jody, because I get mad at your co-hosts. <laughs> I'm like, don't you talk to her that way. Like, <laughs> <No. I> just, <laughs> you're going to have to let me come on one day because I'm going to knock some heads. Yeah. I'm, okay. Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm like, listen up, you limey twat. <laughs> well, he's gone, so there's that. Oh, like, this is Right okay. here, this is where I insert the gif of the T-Rex in Jurassic Park eating the lawyer off the toilet. Yes. That's it. <laughs> That's exactly what would happen. On I me. did not lick the nickname Thesaurus Rex off the wall. Came, you know, <laughs> some people when they get super angry, their all their words desert them, and they just get like you know incoherent with rage. Yeah, hello. I wish I'm raising my hand. I got, Hi. Oh God, no! Hi. It's just like the words just come faster and smoother and more scary, and it's just like oh, I think it's an eat of the whole day after thing that. Like were you bombarded by ga- were you bombarded by gamma rays at some point? Is that why you can do that? Like as soon as you get angry, you just get more powerful. Is that how it works? Yeah, probably. Is that how it works. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an evolutionary trait though that people think of it the next day the perfect thing to say because I said that perfect, horrible, mean, true, hilarious thing in the moment, and it just makes things escalate. Oh, I like, see. People get yeah. killed, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like bred out. Yeah, well, actually, you know what? Because... That's a, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the word escalate because that's what I was thinking about. That's what. Nancy Pelosi is, I think, so terrified about. She's terrified of the escalation. She does. She's concerned as to where the escalation is going to go because then she. She's I don't there. think she's terrified. I think she's calculating. I think she's watching the flow yeah. of the water very carefully. Yeah. Because she knows that like one false move at this point and like one crack in the wall and they'll. It's just like the zombies coming south from you know. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, it's just like they will find like up and over and any way through. And she's trying to present a unified front right now. Uh, and it's just like, mm-hmm. I think Jody made a lot of sense when she said like right around the fall when people are back from their vacations and like ready to like buckle down, mm-hmm. it's going to be time to start. Like she's going to open the seventh seal. Yeah. Uh, as, as I think so. <laughs> she's very smart. She's open not... the seventh seal of impeachment. <laughs> What, 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 no, she's she's a brilliant politician, and she understands how things work. Yeah, and she does. Even though the guy from Third Eye Blind disagreed with everybody that says he doesn't think she's that smart, I do. She's calculating, which is not a bad thing necessarily. Wait, he said he said Nancy Pelosi's not that the smart. The semi-charmed life guy he said that Nancy did. Pelosi's not. He said the, he goes, "Why is everybody saying she's brilliant?" Former boy banding, Third Eye Blind creep. You're kidding me. I know. No, he I said, actually, he like, said to Stephanie, and they were going to argue, and then they got back in nice graces at the end of the interview. Oh, but okay. it, initially, he was like, oh, she ain't that smart. It's like, wait, what are you talking about? She's kind of brilliant. Uh, yeah, she is. But I mean, she's no, made, I think I she's. I shook hands with her, and there's a force there. I yeah, mean, yeah. She there is. is like, I mean, 
But I mean, no I, I, I can't help, though, to, to agree with Oliver Willis, who tweeted earlier today. He said, we shouldn't have to be yelling at the Democrats to do their jobs. If anything, we should be holding back Nancy Pelosi from going too hot and mean at Trump. That's what we should be doing. That's what should be happening right now. The Democrats should be pushing hard to lead on this. And we should be saying, oh, well, wait, I don't want to go too far. Hang on, hang on. And that's the dynamic that ought to be happening, but which isn't happening. And I think that's what makes it so frustrating because it shouldn't be us who are leading with, oh, shit, this is illegal. It should be uh, the oversight duties of Congress to do that themselves, to take the lead on that. Instead, we feel like we're on Twitter having to lead. We're uh, on the streets protesting, having trying to get our Democratic leadership to actually take a leadership role on this. And I get it. Yes, they're moving forward. There was a contempt vote. There was a successful contempt vote. They're moving forward with subpoenas. But at the same time, they're also cutting these deals where people like Hope Hicks can get to testify behind closed doors. They can get they can and now wheel is she and testifying deal. in the House? Wait, hold on. Is she testifying in the House or the Senate? Because the Senate's all about the closed door hearings. Is this a House? I think it's the House. The yeah. Okay, that's different because John Jr. was testifying to the Senate behind closed doors. Right, right. But Hope Hicks agreed to testify before the House Judiciary Committee next Wednesday, and it's going to be behind closed doors. So it's just like, and, and the reason it's behind closed doors, it'll like be perfectly, that. yeah, I know, and no one should like it because what they're doing is they're mm-hmm. continuing to cover up their crimes. That's why it's happening exactly. behind closed doors because they're afraid, just as we saw with Donald Trump and George Stephanopoulos yesterday, they're afraid mm-hmm. that suddenly if they're in a situation where they're on television, they're accidentally going to blurt the truth and there goes the whole ball game and maybe the Democrats will move a little bit faster toward impeachment. I mean, that's kind of what they're concerned about. And they're also... Wait, what makes me feel like I'm going crazy is that all the evidence is like on the ground in plain sight. Like yeah. we keep going over it and saying this happened and this happened and people are like, what have you got that's new? And it's like, it's... Uh. I know, I know. <laughs> but I mean, meanwhile, we, I mean, we're seeing leadership from guys like John Kasich who said uh, on yeah. Twitter last night, he said every day there's another shocking revelation that comes out of the president. The idea that he would listen to foreigners give dirt on his opponents is surreal and unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it seems to me as if a lot of these guys need to get together. I mean, whether it's Republicans, Democrats, if they see this and they think it's wrong, if they think it's totally wrong, they need to get together and join forces and lead for fuck's sake. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the, the next thing that I keep thinking about in regards to this Trump business, ah, this Trump business, I tell you what about this guy, <laughs> Trump. Um Okay, so if, say, here's a hypothetical question for you guys. If, say, later this year the FBI received information that Trump made good on his confession, right, triggering an FBI investigation into Trump's reelect, would Barr investigate the FBI or would Barr allow the FBI to pursue? Someone needs to ask Bill Barr this question. Yes. And he said... You know what he'll say? What do you say? Oh, yeah, I know. You, he's, he's, would, you would, he's gonna, I could, you could, you could, you want, you what, you would. He would do I, exactly what Trump does. Know. He would answer it both ways and give sound bites on the water for both opinions and then say nothing at all. Yep, yep. And he would say, you know, I said it, 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 it's only illegal if it comes from a foreign intelligence operative. Instead of a go-between. And the chances are it would be a go-between. That's how, Because they're not dumb. They're mobsters. They know how to do this shit. Right? So it's not going to be like Vladimir Putin saying, Oh, here, Donald, here's my opposition research on Elizabeth Warren. You call her Pocahontas. 
Uh, that's my terrible, terrible Vladimir Putin that's impression. That's a really bad Russian accent. It's really bad. It's the worst Russian accent I've ever heard. It Good night, everybody. Yet. 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 Just say yet. Terrible, terrible. Just say yet. That was yeah. terrible. I know. It's just I know. awful. I know. I'm Someone so sorry. Someone tries to bring you foreign compromise so on your opponent. Bring Kimberly in. She used to live in Russia. Yeah. She can help you with the accent. Just bring her in, and I then know. she'll teach you the accent. I need her. Whenever I end up doing a Russian accent, I just say, oh, wait a minute. Stop, Bob. Don't say that. You got an expert right here. This is a poll in the right. expert. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Tom Nichols yeah, taught me. I need to go to the expert. Uh, okay. Go to her. Yeah. Spe- <laughs> speaking of Kimberly, she had a pretty good tweet this morning uh, about this whole thing. She said, Hey, Sean Hannity, are you cool with China? China. Giving Bernie Sanders Donald's bank records, Bernie could give them to a hacktivist site for a slow release during mm-hmm. the election cycle. Would that be hunky dory with you? And of course, the answer would be no. It's only hunky-dory if it's Donald Trump, right? Because he's the president right. and he talks to foreign people like the Prince of Wales. Did with you see, an H. With an H. Did you see that, T-Rex? Oh, he didn't. No. Yes. yes oh, he, God. He started tweeting this morning. He's really like a child. I mean, he, he is a demented, power-crazed child. He is. In he pancake is. makeup. Yep. bad hairpiece. And, uh, you know what he was thinking about I, when he uh, typed uh, the Prince of Wales with an H in there? I think he was thinking because, well, it's Father's Day this weekend, and he's hoping that uh, Baron will get him a uh, Fudgy the Whale for a whale of a cake for a whale of a dad. <laughs> fudgy the Whale. <laughs> That's a whale of a cake for a whale of a dad. See? Timely. In Carvel ice cream store. Yep. Seasonal. This year, your Carvel dealer makes him loaded with fudge and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get fudging with an ocean to serve 20 people. But if you want it's loaded to- with fudge and nuts, just like Trump. A whale of a dad anywhere in the Carvel territory. Territory. Call the phone number that you see here. Thank you. And have a happy day, Dad. Happy. Well, I don't know what he said there at the end. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, ding, Dad. Go, ding, Dad. Go. <laughs> I don't know what was that at the end that he said. Like, happy day, Dad. I don't know what that... What did he say? Have a happy ding, Dad? Have a happy day, Dad. I think it was day, but it sounded like ding, Dad. Have a happy ding, Dad. Because dings are very fun for dads. If you're a dad, you know what a ding is. Yeah, he's talking about more dings. He's like uh, Dan Badani. He needs more dings. More dings. More more dings for a whale of a cake for a whale of a dad. And dings. More dings. Call the phone number that you see here. Thank you. And have a happy day, Dad. Yeah. What? It's a ding, Dad. Have a happy one. Here's a ding. There's a ding. All right. Um, let's get to Trump's tweets here because T-Rex hasn't heard the uh, the, the tweet storm from, from Trump this oh, morning. There's lo- And there's some fact-checking to be done here, so we need to get into this. Um, okay, so Trump tweeted today, I meet and talk to foreign governments. Of course, that's in quotes for no fucking random reason. Every day, he said. I just met with the Queen of England, and then in parentheses, he puts UK, as if somehow we're going to confuse England with some other country. Then he writes, the, of course, the Prince of, the Prince of Wales with an H, the, the, P, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. So he's gone with a different spelling there, a different uh, reference as far as England goes. The PM of Ireland, the President of France, and the President of Poland. And of course, we know who the President of Poland is, right? The President Duda. Look out. 
Camp Town Racers sing this song. Do da, do da. Camp Town Racers five miles long. Oh, do da day. So every time I say President, <laughs> President, I can always count on you, Bob. Do da. Walk out. Ah, uh, do da. Camp Town Racers sing this. Okay, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> it's always break it down to a you know, I know. sixth grade. President, President do da. Yeah, you had a press conference with President <laughs> do da yesterday, which no one remembers because of what happened uh, later on in the day. You know, he's like naming every single foreign leader he. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's kind of. A, He's kind of bragging is what he's doing. He's like, like, it's at, a geography bee for right. a, a sixth grader. Look at all the people I met. All of the prime ministers, including President Duda, who's the prime minister of Poland. <laughs> Look out. Oh, Camp Town Racers sing this song. Duda, Duda. Camp Town Racetrack five miles long. They said five miles long. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Then he continues on to tweet. He says, you know, oh, we're going to have to do a whole show one day. And those like, hey, Matt, how you doing? Back from the war? And he's smoking. You know, the whole like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I have to get yeah. my cocaine for that to happen. Because I don't. <laughs> Everyone will decide we're the most irritating thing they've ever heard. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Five minutes. All right. He said, uh, uh, here on Twitter, we, said, we, we talked about everything in quotes with an exclamation mark for some reason. Should I immediately call the FBI about these calls and meetings? How ridiculous. I would never be trusted again. With that being said, my full answer is rarely played by the fake news media. They purposely leave out the part that matters. Right. Okay. So there was evidently something. He's saying there's something in that interview with Stephanopoulos that they left out that would have made it completely different, right? No, it wouldn't have made it any different. So he continues on. He says, I guess this is what he was going to add. He said, when Senator Mark Warner spoke at length and in great detail about extremely negative information on me with a talented entertainer purporting to be a Russian operative, he, did he immediately call what? the FBI? No. What? In fact, yes, we're going to fact check this in a second. No, in fact, he didn't, even, <laughs> he didn't even tell the Senate Intelligence Committee of which he is a member. Well, I'm glad he didn't end the sentence in a preposition because if you're going to commit God. crimes do not and <laughs> make sure to use of which instead of tagging of at the end of the sentence okay all right um okay <laughs> so when rep adam schiff took calls from another person also very successfully purporting to be a russian operative did he call the fbi or did he think to call the fbi so he said here did he call the Wait. fbi or even think or to call the fbi oh god no. It's just like the broken ramblings of a speak and spell where the batteries are dying, you know? For the new no generation, for, for the young people out there in my uh, my banter newsletter article, I, yeah, I, I, I compared it to a video game character that you encounter, and because there's only one or two audio clips that that video game character can say, it just repeats the same things over and over right. again, and that's what Trump does. So he says, no, the fact is that the phony witch hunt is a giant scam where Democrats and other really bad people... Oh, fuck us. Uh, spied on my it's campaign. It's just like, as you know, our brain, our country is dying as fast as the ganglia in his brain. You yeah. know, and it's just like, he's just like, it's like a manifestation writ large of yeah. like what's actually happening on the in terms of dementia and brain chemistry and dying mm -hmm. cells and just our country's infrastructure and foreign relations yeah. and our intelligence networks and everything is crumbling as the like curtains of dementia drop on his brain. It's yeah. just terrifying. All right, well, let's take, let's take one last break and we're going to come back with a fact check. We're going to come back with a... I, I, I seem so much happier now that David said we're all going to die. Yeah, I know. I'm thrilled. <laughs> Perfect time for a commercial break, right? Positive reinforcement. Yeah, listen we'll, we'll, right back, we'll listen to some cure on the way. Yeah, we're all going to die. Here's Bubble Genius. <laughs> you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. 
See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the lead track of John Flywheel's John Flywheel album. Reading, Pennsylvania's own John Flywheel. I love this band. I was covering this band when I was writing about music for the Reading Eagle back in 1990-something. I've gotten to the point now, I've gotten to that age where I reference past years by going 1970. I've started doing that now. Yay for me. All right, uh, fact-checking this uh, ridiculous set of tweets here, because obviously Donald Trump was mistaken and lying and full of shit when he was talking about how uh, uh, Mark Warner was contacted by a talented entertainer purporting to be a Russian operative. You know, he could have just said a prank uh, prank caller is what that was. Right. But, oh. but of course, the prank, that was, that's wrong. Of course, it's wrong. Wrong. It's wrong. It wasn't Mark Warner. Mark Warner didn't get a call from a, a prank caller right. pretending to be a Russian. That happened to Adam Schiff, and Adam Schiff reported it immediately to law enforcement. Idiot. Trump. And then, so the thing with Mark Warner was Mark Warner was uh, in contact with a lobbyist trying to arrange witness testimony for his committee. And, and so that's what was going on. That's why Mark Warner was, because they were trying to arrange the entire Senate Intelligence Committee was trying to get a hold of a potential mm-hmm. witness to bring in. And that was the contact with Warner. Of course, Trump doesn't understand that. Trump mm-hmm. thinks uh, uh, Warner is Adam Schiff, and he thinks Adam Schiff is Mark Warner. He's so deeply confused about who is who. I mean, they need, need to make a chart or something, or they need to give him photographs to distinguish that Mark Warner is a completely separate person from Adam Schiff, which he doesn't doesn't quite understand. So he's now Probably saying... Maybe that the House and Senate are different things, you know? I mean, yeah, I don't think he knows the difference. If it's more intellectually rigorous than an episode of The Three Stooges, he's not grasping it. Yeah, re- remember when... You know, remember the House passed that uh, repeal of Obamacare and it was just passed was in the House. All, you know, the big beer bash in the Rose Garden. Yeah, he thought, know, like, okay, hey, well, I guess we Obamacare's over. We're done. We did it. Yep. Right. <sighs> so, I mean, he said here in these tweets, he said that both Adam Schiff and Mark Warner were contacted by prank callers. I mean, that's basically what he's saying out loud. Mm-hmm. Even though it didn't happen, and even though if it did happen, he's basically just accusing them of being suckers for a prank caller. Right. And prank calls that, that were, in the case of Adam Schiff, it, it, it happened, but he, he knew it, and he contacted uh, the law enforcement over that, which Donald Trump says no one ever does that. 
No one ever. I, I never call the FBI. I don't understand the talented entertainer part. Like, why did he feel a need to plug this person? Because he's Russian. Because he's Russian. He was a Russian entertainer, and you can't. If you're Donald Trump, you can't say anything bad about Russia. Even the Russian, right, right. even the Russian version of the Jerky Boys. You know, because Donald Trump has such a, a strong relationship with the Russian version of Saul Rosenberg calling up about his <laughs> shoes and his glasses. And he had a firecracker left over from the 4th of July and it blew off in his hand. And he can't even see fingers because he's all numb and stingy. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> you know, it took us, because of, of Trump sucking all the air out of the room, it took us 62 minutes to get to Kellyanne Conway. And oh my the fact God. That, yeah, I know. So I oh wonder no, what happened. Well, of course, I missed. she's not going anywhere, but the Office of Special Counsel on Thursday recommended that she be removed from the White House uh, for violating the Hatch, Hatch Act, Act. Yeah. yeah, which bars federal employees from engaging in political activity in the course of their work. The report submitted to President Trump found that Conway violated the Hatch Act on numerous occasions by disparaging Democratic presidential candidates while speaking in her official capacity during television interviews and on social media. The, dis- the agency described her as a repeat offender. The decision about whether to remove Conway is up to Trump, of course, and of course Trump's not going to remove her. She's not going anywhere. It's just going to make him dig in. I mean, remember, we're dealing with a child. Yeah. And you said we're going to take away your toy and he's going to just grab it tighter. Right, uh, but right. I, you know, no one's nailed her. Like, oh God, why can't I think of her name right now from Saturday Night Live? Remember when they did the thing in the sewer? Oh yeah, Kate McKinnon, Kelly Wise, the clown. Kate yeah, McKinnon, Kate McKinnon's like, a genius. Know, oh yeah, which she does, Kellyanne Conway. You know, and she's saying, you know, Spikes. well, in fact, all of those houses and those buildings in Puerto Rico were in pretty bad shape, and Hurricane Maria actually put some of them back together. I mean, that's exactly how twisted Kellyanne. Conway oh my is. God. Right. Like it's just like it's so ass backwards. I mean, she could argue, you know. I just uh, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know. Well, I mean, uh, there's not a lot to say about the Kellyanne Conway story, and I'll tell you why. Because it, well, I already told you why. It's because she's not going anywhere. She's not going to be removed. She's just going to keep working at the White House until Trump's out of office, and that's going to be that. Don't expect anyone to say Trump, you broke the law. You got to get rid of this or that person. Because go fuck yourself. That's his response to all of it. Uh, including his own uh, his own presidency. Um, and finally, before we wrap up here, Trump wants to repaint Air Force One the same colors as his personal jet. I don't know if you've noticed this, but he you know he was interviewed by George Stephanopoulos Ew. as we've been talking about all day, and uh, they released a second part of this, I guess, to balance out the bad stuff with something that's stupid and frivolous and it's got laughter in it. Which is just, again, normalization, normalization, normalization. This guy's being normalized. He shouldn't get his fucking little stubby fingers anywhere fucking near the color scheme of Air Force One, which has been the same since it was first commissioned, for God's sake. Oh, and now, oh now he's he going to make it all gold-plated. Yeah, he wants to put gold plating on the inside of it. He wants, oh! to, he wants to change the colors on the outside. It's basically like if you were to take Trump's actual jet, the one that he campaigned in, you know, that was sitting behind him so many occasions when he was doing his rallies during the 2016 campaign. You take that jet and you flip it upside down, that's the exact color scheme of Air Force One. Because so on his yes. jet, he's got he's got the dark blue top, and then he's got a red stripe, and then it's white underneath. He's got and then the gold Trump on there. If you flip it upside down, that's what the design for the new Air Force One looks like. It's blue on the bottom, then a red stripe, and then white on the top. <laughs> and it looks just like his fucking jet. And this is the kind of stuff that he is micromanaging. Well, I guess that's okay. I would rather have him micromanaging the color scheme of Air Force One than actually, you know, governing. And taking another run at Obamacare or something. But I mean, right, right. Been 
effectively gut it anyway. Yeah. Well, fortunately yeah, enough, is, I think uh, members of Congress are are trying to pass legislation now to keep him from changing the Air Force One uh, color scheme. Uh, Joe Courtney is congressman from Connecticut, I believe. Uh, threw a big wrench into the, uh, Donald Trump's plans to paint the iconic Air Force One jets red, white, and blue. During a marathon hearing in the House Armed Services Committee on a bill that would authorize Pentagon spending for 2020, Courtney from the 2nd District of, uh, I believe, Connecticut? I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Connecticut. Uh, introduced so an amendment. Yeah, is it really? Is it Connecticut? I have no idea. Okay. Just go with it. Thanks, Jody. <laughs> Thanks for that tidbit. <laughs> that was really helpful. Thanks for the save. Spectacularly uh, helpful. Because <clears throat> I'm super smart, so just go with that. <laughs> see, I rely on you to have like the facts at hand and see uh, whether it's a law and order degree, legal, yes. medical, <laughs> political, what have you. Uh, so Courtney has introduced an amendment that restricts spending on any changes made to the white and sky blue Boeing airplanes that have served as president's transport since the early 1960s. Courtney's amendment adopted by committee members on a 21 or 31 to 26 party line vote would require congressional approval for excessive spending on interior paint and fixtures. He is from Connecticut. You are correct. Yes. Thank you. God, I'm glad I got that right. Okay, like it really matters anyway. It <laughs> I just matter. looked it up. Everyone's going, correct. fuck you, Bob, for getting the state wrong. <laughs> no, you are correct. I'm it was glad. Connecticut. All right. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's spending his time working on Air Force One and turning everything just like, you know what he's doing? He's going around and he's scooting his ass on every carpet in the country. That's exactly what mm-hmm. he's putting his taint on everything. Ah. <laughs> He's rubbing his taint on the carpet of the world. That is what Donald Trump is doing. You know, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. My retina is now damaged. My retina. My mind's eye is now just a bleeding socket. I don't think I can drive again. (laughs) I can't see the cat. It's really bad. So my scooting metaphor forced you to not be able to see your cat anymore. You're blind. Exactly. My retina. You see, now I'm just gone. imagining Melania taking him to the vet to get his anal glands drained. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, David? Oh, <laughs> that's a, you know why. That's why Ronnie Jackson looked so sickly on his press conference where he was <laughs> oh, denying all those allegations about giving away uh, painkillers and uppers like Skittles in the White House. He's just, he looked all sickly and sweaty because he had just drained Trump's anal sacks. <laughs> His anal glands. All right, is it, that, is it that time of year again? Is it time for my anal sacks to be drained again, doctor? Yeah, we're going to drain all of your anal sacks. You're going to drain all of them? Yeah, all, we're going to drain <laughs> all of them. Gone. Stop, Bob. Shoes? Stop, stop. Well, I have to bring my shoes to this because, you know, in the, in the summer it hurts to walk on the pavement. So <laughs> should I bring my shoes or not? Dude, you sound like, I mean, Palm Springs, like I said, my, it was the weirdest vacation ever. There is just like somebody's great aunt Martha is coming down the sidewalk glassy-eyed like a zombie, just like, you know, and it just... It's so weird. My impression of my, you mean Palm Beach. My impression of Palm yeah. Beach is uh, from The Birdcage, which yes. is one of my, my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, by the way, Elaine May just won her first Tony, didn't she? And she should. When I saw her name come up, I looked at Lonnie and said, just give it to Elaine May. Yeah. She wrote The Birdcage, which is uh, just an amazingly funny comedy. You just don't see great comedies like that anymore. Nice adaptation of the French film La Cage au Folles. La Cage au Folles, which I saw when I was... God, I saw La Cage au Folles on VHS in like 
when I was 11 or something like that. Oh, no. I saw it in a theater with my parents. Mm, you're so lucky. You had such a privileged life. Yeah. I'm just old. Congratulations <laughs> for being I think cooler. I saw it on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the Birdcage, superior. I think it's superior. Fantastic. It's absolutely film. funny. Yeah. For, for no other reason than Gene Hackman's performance of that, what he's talking about yes. seeing all the foliage and how the uh-huh. seasons change, going through Kentucky, then Georgia. Well, him escaping the, the room. Him escaping his house, though. That's even funnier. Sexyliberal.com for Jody Hamilton's <laughs> show. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report for T-Rex's show. Make sure to subscribe to all of your favorite uh, podcasts on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Again, that's sexyliberal.com. Post-mortem show coming up next. Subscribe to my show at patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. Thank you. See you on the other side, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.